I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, why aren't you a Doctor Yet fans? Alex here. I just want to say a massive shout out to all of you who are listening, sharing, reviewing, and recommending this podcast to your friends, loved ones, and enemies. I've got a bit of news. We've just been given a bit of funding. This is brilliant for us because it means that we can really push the boat out and start covering all of the topics that we've really wanted to in depth, things like skin lightening and genetics. So shout out to the Biochemical Society. But it does mean that for today, the episode's going to be a bit shorter just because we've got an amazing one of episodes coming up. Now to make up for it, I've got something special for you. We've got our first set of merchandise out now. You're about to hear an advert for it. I know it's weird that you're about to hear an advert for a thing I'm referencing now, but understand that I'm editing this literally at midnight. Leave me alone. And this merchandise is going to be a bit cheaper than it usually would be, just because I'm in a good mood. But it's a limited run. So once they're gone, they're not coming back at this price anyway. So that can be a week, a day, a month. Plus, I mean, it's free shipping anywhere in the world. So pick them up. Anyway, enjoy the merchandise, advert, and the podcast. And hey, thank you for being so amazing. Guys, you know what? We have merch now. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys seen that? It's pretty nice, right? It's a Love little... it. Yeah. Stickers. They're beautiful. Yeah. Everybody thinks it's my face. Yeah. Basically, it can be anyone in this room's face apart from me. Hey. Because last time I checked, I don't have a beard. You can find it online at smartmaterialcollective.net slash merch. And we're going to put some links in the description below. Please buy it. Please, honestly, buy it. You will, you'll be funding Oz's caffeine habit. Yes. You will. Yeah. Amongst many other habits. Yeah. We're going to put a limited run out just to see, you know, who's interested and yeah if it if it bodes well we'll go from there so uh buy stuff buy stuff <laughs> buy stuff buy stuff and okay we will do my stuff hey. okay back to the podcast Hello and welcome to Why Aren't You A Doctor Yet, the only podcast that uses cutting-edge science to answer the questions that you actually have. Things like, why is the sky blue? What's up with trees? And if we apply Bayes' theorem, what is the statistical likelihood that the Daily Mail runs a full-page hit piece on Meghan Markle once she starts her natural hair journey? That's not an open question. We all know what's going to happen 100%. I'm your host, Alex Lathridge. I'm a PhD student in computational biology and biochemistry, a comedian and... Honestly, a bit of a disappointment to my West African parents. 
Yeah. On my left, as always, I have Oz Ismail. Oz is a PhD student in neuroimaging and dementia, a Tinder aficionado, and an awkward advice guru. People need awkward advice, and I give it to them. I mean, yeah. On my right, <laughs> we have Suhail Patel. Suhail is an amazing journalist. He makes brilliant videos for the BBC, and he's the only person that I know who's been on BBC Asian Network between 10 and midnight to talk about cognitive dissonance. It's true. It's yeah, true. I was there. Yeah, it was it good. happened. Yeah, we'll come back to that. And as always, joined by Hannah Ayub. Hannah is an amazing artist, a creative producer, and is the only person who we've successfully found out is allergic to themselves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she said like, that's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, sadness. Yeah. yeah. I broke out in hives twice today. <laughs> So, guys, what have you been up to this week? Let's start with Hannah. What have you been up to? What have I been up to? I've been seeing a lot of people this week. That's good. Um, and I also did a comedy gig about maps. That sounds incredibly niche. Where I answered, <laughs> where, I answered where I'm from. <laughs> where are you from? All over the place. I'm uh, a creature of the world. I mean, creature of the world. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good no, it's not, it's not. citizen of the world. I yeah. think is the usual. You don't generally refer to people as creatures. Just putting. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. I don't know. Man. Maybe you and I had different home training sales. I like to mix it up a bit, man. So, what, what have you been up to this week? I've been eating a lot of fruit. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I can tell the glow up is real. Your skin's looking healthy. I got vitamins. Yeah, but you were but you were you were on BBC Asian Network, weren't you? I was on the radio. Yeah, man. Tell us about that. It was. Uh, I, 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 let me second. Uh, yeah, so I was on the radio talking about faith and religion for Asian Network, and it's part of a new show um, by a guy called Mubin, cool dude, um, which if you're Asian, uh, you should have a listen, because it's talking about stuff that's important to us. Um, and yeah, I was talking about religion and faith and stuff, because I don't know if you guys know this, yeah? I need some dramatic music right now. <laughs> but I'm, uh, I am dun, 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 agnostic. <laughs> I, I hadn't i hadn't clocked it i like because i listened to it and i liked um the uh when he came when you came on the host was like oh shit he's got a beard oh man he's gonna be full-on religious yeah that's what you thought and i was like nah man i'm a humanist man love and peace and stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah so apart from that you made any films uh, yeah, just a few uh, stuff I've worked on. I did a story recently about, um, do you know those two brothers who fist bumped and was arrested by police? Yeah. You heard about this. Yeah. So we interviewed them, uh, chatted to them um, and stuff, and uh, just general local BBC London news stuff. But that was a good story we did. Um, and the dude was super cool. And obviously, you know, they have a point in that. I think one of their main concerns was like police. Have you guys ever been stopped by police, Manny Jones? Yeah. Yeah, and what happened? Mm, I got, mm. I yeah, uh, it was, I was like 14 maybe? Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it's that moment that you realise that to them, you are just like a face. Because I, I was coming out of Primark or some some shop, like, yeah. and they were like, oh yeah, a person matching your description, blah, blah, can mm. I see inside your bag? And like, can we listen inside your pockets and stuff? And it's like, that's like, at the time I was like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. So I thought about it afterwards. I told my 
mum, I think. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo. That's fucked. There's a 14 year old yeah. kid. And I was like, this is yeah. this is dehumanizing. It like, is. This is. It is. This Very is. Much so. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not nice. Yeah, same thing's happened to me before. I've been stopped by police. I was going to say, when they said someone fit the description, mm. you should have said, someone devilishly handsome. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I'm ready. Let me show you. What you got to understand is that all the jokes I have now have come from like 15 years of solid bullying. So. <laughs> That was uh, that was like Batman Year One. Right now <laughs> we're at Killing Joke stage. Shit, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, anyway, Oz, what you been up to? I've uh, I had a gig on Monday. Yeah, that was fun. And then just PhD stuff. Nothing yeah. that exciting. Nothing super exciting. Tell no? my supervisor that. <laughs> it's so exciting. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> So guys, what have you seen in the news this week? Actually, no, fuck it. I'm going to start. So, okay, I've seen something that I think is really, really cool. It's this app. Mm. It's called Be My Eyes. Oh, yeah. I spotted that this week. Yeah. Oz, have you seen this? No, what is this? Okay, it's a really cool app. And what it does is it essentially connects you to people around the globe. It's for people who have um, vision difficulties, who might be blind or partially sighted. and like, so you connect to them, they put out a call and connects to a volunteer and they ask questions. So like, oh, they wanna see like which uh, shirt on the bed is red. So they'll take a video of it and they'll ask, it's like a video call. Oh yeah, yeah. that's brilliant, yeah, I love yeah. that. I was like, yo, it's such a really good way of using like technology that people would use in FaceTime right. or like, you know, Skype and stuff, but using it for this set purpose. It's yeah, just yeah, yeah. adapting technology for that set purpose and building the app around it. I was like, yo, this is such a good thing. And you can you can set um, it by um, like languages you speak and stuff. So I've put mine down for like English and Spanish. Um, <laughs> And like, I'm actually a bit, a bit scared that someone's gonna phone me up at like two in the morning um, and just start speaking to me in Spanish. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna need that app and then you're gonna need like another app to help you with. And you're gonna be like, I've put down Spanish because I can speak it like pretty okay. But like, <laughs> if it's a life or death situation, don't come to me. <laughs> like, don't come to me. Do you know what? That is a brilliant idea and it's really, uh, uh, I can see it being used by trolls a lot. No, no, that's the thing. I, no, what's really good is that they um they uh, make you sign in with like a you know, email, and they have like I guess that's the only authentication they have. Yeah. But like you, there are lots and lots of um, volunteers compared to people who um, like require the use. I'll, I'll bring it up now. Uh, be my eyes. There are seventy eight thousand people who are blind and there are 1.2 million volunteers wow that's incredible yeah so it, yeah. It, the call goes out to like multiple people at the same time so you don't feel bad if you ever like don't can't pick up like yeah. in the shower mm. or something because it'll go out to lots of people at the same time and i think that's mm. really cool mm. um and yeah i suggest everyone get on this it's called be my eyes it's so the app is just available on the app store yep. free yep you download, free. It, yep. And you download it. it and that's it yeah and Amazing. I think it's, just, it's really good that's it do a good um, thing folks yeah do a good thing so what have you guys seen so i stumbled across an article that was about the lack of people of color in sunscreen adverts okay um so when we say people of color are we are we talking all across the spectrum are we just talking like there's one uh, there's a few asian people no pretty much like across the spectrum all white all white i like you said across the spectrum but you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) i feel like that needs to be like a little drum roll um 
and it was it was sort of starting more from a point of some sunscreens um well actually a lot of sunscreens aren't designed to sort of blend in on darker skin so they can leave streaks or they yeah. can look blue oh yeah. man, i look like a ghost yeah yeah you yeah. do that's something that i never even thought about yeah so there's loads of people trying to produce like different more inclusive sunscreen brands but i started digging into it and there's almost this massive myth that people of color don't need to wear sunscreen okay so <laughs> fun fact um i completely thought that until two and a half months ago mm. actually uh, so did my brother-in-law right <laughs> when, I still think when to i think cuba got burned the shit out of <laughs> Yo, my first day in thailand i'm there i'm in the beach i'm like yeah look at this gonna stunt on instagram look at these oh yeah look at all the water i'm gonna stay in here for hours and hours i'm like yes this is the best <laughs> you go to sleep the next morning I can't tell, but my back is peeling and my girlfriend's looking at me like, you're, this is crazy. This is like, and because my skin's so dark, because my skin's so dark, I didn't go red, I just went darker brown. And like, I've still got like little bits of skin that's fresher you on my like shoulder. chocolate eclair. Yeah, I looked, I looked, I looked, I did. I looked like one of those um, reduced aisle end of days chocolate eclairs. Like chocolate. Oh. <laughs> Chocolate's hard and just peeling off. I love those. Yeah, isn't it? I looked, I looked like, I looked like a, a £1.50 marked down to 29p, marked down to 7p. Yes, 7p I would still eat that. <laughs> he knows he just had this look at it. It's an eclair I'm eating. Yeah. So Hannah, what is being done? Is there anything being done? So people are trying to raise awareness because it's not just when you burn that's the problem. Mm. Um, and part of the thing is that like low, most, like if you've got darker skin, you might not notice if you've got a low level burn because you won't see the redness. You'll only notice when you start peeling. And essentially like the maximum SPF that like melanin can provide is 13. Is that good? No. Okay. What's it go up to? So SPF is a measure of how well sunscreen protects you from UVB rays, which are the part of sun rays that cause sunburn. Okay. But basically SPF 30 blocks 97% of UVB radiation. SPF 50 blocks 98% and SPF 100 blocks about 99%. Okay. So basically, so basically 30, you're fine. Yeah, there's no real difference. But what they have found is that when people wear higher SPF, they think they're more protected. So they spend more time in the sun. They yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Um, it reapplies often. Oh. And yeah, so. So there's UVB and there's UVA and UVC. What do those other ones do? So UVA is about 95% of the UV radiation that reaches the Earth's surface. It's the one that goes lower into the skin and it can cause wrinkles and aging. We've talked about UVB. UVC doesn't generally reach the Earth's surface very often. And so it used to be used in tanning beds in the past, but apparently now it's only really worrying for people who regularly work with welding torches or mercury lamps. Do I need it if I'm at home playing video games in my boxes? Probably not. Yeah, that's true. Although, if you've got a window, the, the harmful stuff gets through the window. It's really, I live in a glass cage of emotion. Oh. <laughs> Darkness sets in. It's, it's a movie reference. <laughs> but one of the biggest reasons that this is a problem when something like 60, I think, well, all the research comes from America, but 60% of African Americans say they don't wear sunscreen or any sort of sun protection. But even though Caucasians have the highest risk of skin cancer, they have the highest survival rates because it tends to be caught really early. Mm. Whereas generally, um, so in, again, an American study, African-American patients had the worst survival rates because they were generally diagnosed much later because they yeah. weren't actually seeing their skin changing. That's interesting. Yeah, that's, uh, that's my fear with a lot of skin diseases mm. and stuff. Mm. Like the one that I won't see it and two that my doctors won't be trained to uh, mm -hmm. see like uh, these things. So my, Actually, yeah, like, th this is a really, really, really good point, right? Because a few many years ago, I had a really bad skin condition where my the color of my skin started to change. And basically, start, no, literally, it did. Did you have Riviraligo? The opposite of what Michael Jackson had. <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> no, not going to joke about that. Um, <laughs> Dark skin is beautiful, man. Uh, but, yeah, no, but literally, like, this is what but my face changed color and my doctor would not this white guy he wouldn't believe and he was like well you know you're asian your skin is dark and i was like yeah i know i am aware that i'm asian right and then i kid you not i had to take my shirt off to prove the color difference between my face and my body and then he was like holy shit there is a problem here something's going down yeah I like, I like that he was like, I'm, I'm sorry, do you not know you're Asian? <laughs> like, I hate to break it to you. You are of an ethnic minority. <laughs> Have you heard of something called the dark web? <laughs> oh, Black Twitter. Anyway. Oh, Sticking God. with it. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I enjoyed that. I was just going to come in with the fact that like, sometimes if I, I've been scared that I have eczema or if I have something like, if I go to my GP, they're like, oh no, it's fine. You just, everything's fine. Don't worry. I went and showed my dad. He's like, oh, you have ringworm. 
fucking hell. <laughs> I was like, Dad, Dad, not everything is 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 London School of Tropical Diseases, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you went from zero to hundred real quick. Dad, I was like, that escalated quickly. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, damn. No, no, it just turned out to be dry skin. <laughs> just like you can never be too careful. <laughs> he, went, he went straight to he went straight to ringworm. Oh my God. Can you even get ringworm in the UK? Yes. Oh shit. <laughs> someone knows. Like, damn. <laughs> So uh, is that it for um, so for sunscreen? Mm. Yes, we will link to some of the more inclusive brands in the show notes. So we've heard about UV sunscreen and the fact that we all need to use it. Mm. So Hale, what mm. what have you seen in the news this week? First of all, that's frightening me by the way because I never wear sunscreen, and I'm going to start. I'm doing really that. bad about wearing it anywhere other than my face. I'm going to wear about three tubs every day. Um, do probably that. too much <laughs> yeah yeah that way i can be certain anyway i'm pretty sure that counts as white face <laughs> i just come out as like a, i'll come out as covered in cream wait, wait, no, work. wait have you guys been watching atlanta at all no. oh you should but there's one yeah, episode i heard that's good there's yeah, one episode yeah. with uh, this guy benny in it who's just you know so what have you seen in the news this week so, so basically prehistoric autism helped produce much of the world's earliest great art according to a new study Okay. But it goes deeper than that, actually. It's quite interesting. Okay. Um, but you're going to, what are you going to No, I'm like, oh, I'm legit like, what? Yeah, yeah. So this is super interesting. So I'm really interested in like art and development of art. It's so fundamental to what makes humanity unique and trying to understand what led to the creation of art can help us, I guess, understand different parts of human nature or like, you know, what makes us human beings. So according to this study, um, much of the world's earliest art was produced by people who were who had this type of autism which allowed them to kind of carry out uh, tasks in greater detail or like with greater kind of focus um and part of the argument that these researchers give is that it also during like ice age conditions you know when people were like maybe trapped inside caves or trying to like ride out this you know this, this cold uh, weather. <laughs> I like that you're like the ice age. It's a bit cold weather. It's a bit cold. You know what I mean? <laughs> just... Bruv, did they see the beast of the east? Uh, that shit was fucked. <laughs> anyway, so these harsh conditions favor natural selection in that these humans with these uh, qualities um, would naturally be more successful in evolutionary terms. Um, you know, they might be able to be better. Uh, they might be better able to make tools. For example, you know, they might spend more time um, doing that because of they register on some level on the autism spectrum. Um, and, you know, these aptitudes, which we still find today in people with autism uh, who we who might actually do have these qualities where they're really good academically, for example, um, ultimately was an important part in human evolution and the creation of art. So, like, how mm. do they know? How are they, mm. how are they testing for this? I mean, because... Mm. As far as I'm aware, we haven't found genes that link to autism that we've said, like, these are the autism genes, the genes that put people somewhere on a spectrum, you know? Well, I mean, the article I've read, I haven't gone into huge detail about it. I think one of the quotes from one of the researchers, Dr. Spickens, I've said that completely wrong. Um, he said, we suspect that the early development of inherited autism was in part an evolutionary response to ultra harsh climates climatic conditions at the height of the last ice age so autism does have like mm. a genetic component and stuff yeah but that isn't totally understood because they know that it's lots of different genes interacting with one another yeah like we haven't mapped it out perfectly mm. so how can these researchers claim 
the prehistoric man who invented this art um, or who, who made these sort of cave drawings um, were on the spectrum other than mm. saying, well, look, if mm. 1% of, or I don't know what the stats are, if a certain percentage of human population now is on the autism spectrum, then extrapolating back and saying a certain percentage were then and then making educated guesses about what they did with yeah. hyper-focus. I mean, you know, I'm not a scientist, first of all, so you know that's the situation. So, you know, in terms of whether it's scientifically verified, verifiable, this research, I couldn't say. But for me, it's just interesting in that as an idea, you know, in the idea that, you know, that this could have led to the development of art. And, you know, some of the first cave art was, you know, as early as 30,000 years ago. So to think, you know, how in, in the grand scheme of time, that's quite a short time. So what were the factors that led to us, you know, excelling in art and creativity and things? And, um, you know, these guys say they work with autism experts, right? I don't know what, exactly what that means, um, but, uh, you know, I think, the, I, I think, you know, it makes sense whether it's true or not. I couldn't say for certain. So I found this story really interesting because it brings two of my favorite things together, psychology and art. Mm -hmm. But I was also incredibly skeptical about where the conclusions come from. Mm. And so I skimmed the original paper and I'm still a bit dubious. Like I want to believe it. And I truly believe that, you know, this idea of neurodivergence. So the fact that people who are different from what we consider normal, mm. like sort of having normal psychology is very much an inverted commas there, you know, have lots, of, there's lots and lots of benefits to those traits and we shouldn't just dismiss people because they're different. Mm. Um, but I'm just not sure about the actual science. I think it's something I want to believe because it's such an interesting yeah. thing, but it's like, how do you prove that? It's a good question. Isn't it? How do you prove what, I mean, do you test the genes? How does that work? Like, do you have that detail in, in the genetics that you can tell that what, as people change? And and how, how do you know that they invented the art? Like, were they found buried next to... Is that crayons in the hand? Like, <laughs> yeah. I drew this. They signed it at the bottom. So unless I'm mistaken, a lot of the conclusions have come from basically comparing modern art mm. and ancient art. Okay. And it's yeah. just, <laughs> this is what I mean. I'm just a bit confused. I mean, if mm. anyone out there wants to correct me, go for it. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's, do you know what? That's, that's a good point. It's like, it's an, it's a good idea, but whether it's true or not, you're right. Yeah. Like, is, is the information verifiable? Right? I mean, there's also a part of me that's like, why are we going back to ancient times to show that art can be associated with autistic traits? Like, mm. can we not focus on people now? And like, you know, there's loads of research we could be doing into this in the present. Yeah. I guess there's, there's always interest. Like people want to know that s stuff existed for a long time, don't they? Like just to be like, look, being being different to what you class as normal is not a new thing. Yeah, you know, I think because people are very yeah. quick to be like, oh, you're this, you're that, or you're different to us. Mm. And so I guess there is this need yeah. as humans mm -hmm. for us to mm -hmm. be like, no, this is something that's always existed. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think that's a really good point um mm. and i suppose it can be very difficult if you know you are like on the autism spectrum and you're in a place where people don't understand it mm. like we're lucky in that we tend to roll in circles where people are quite understanding of differences um and so i suppose if like you're a kid or even an adult um who's on the autism spectrum 
and you have got people around who don't get it, you can point at a new story like this and be like, right. yeah, we've been here for ages and ages exactly. and ages. But it removes some of the stigma, I yeah. suppose, in a way, and it makes you think like, you know, you're, you might be autistic, but that, that in, in, fa in fact, that's like fundamental to humanity in a way, and it actually elevates that condition or whether you want to call it a condition or a gift or whatever you want to call it. Um, so that's interesting for me, but I think Hannah, you're fair, that's a fair point in that, you know, can it be proven is the research sound maybe not um just on this subject and talking about people being understanding there's there's a great fiction book called the rosie project okay so hannah does this count as your hannah's highlights yeah it's just a single highlight okay okay cool <laughs> doesn't um there's a great book called the rosie project by graham simsian um and it's been praised for a really sort of accurate autistic character in the book and it's also really really funny it's a great read So guys, we've come to the end of this shorter episode. I know, I know, no need to make your customary sad noises. I've been your host, Alex Lathbridge. I've been joined by Oz, Sahel and Hannah. Goodbye. Bye guys. Bye. And this has been Why Aren't You A Doctor Yet? Peace. So you might be thinking, oh my God, how do I hear more about this amazing podcast that combines humor, entertainment, pop culture, and cutting edge science? Or you might be thinking, oh wow, these guys are geniuses and I have questions only they can answer. Or you might be thinking, oh wow, these guys aren't even real doctors and I know way more about science than them and I want them to know this. So how do I let them know this as quickly as possible? So what you've got to do for us right now is leave us an iTunes review. I know you hear it everywhere, but it's super important because we want that sweet internet validation. Or you can send us your questions or comments by email. It's at whynotdoc at gmail.com. And if you want to stay up to date with what we're doing, you can go by social media. It's at whynotadoc on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Remember, iTunes review, follow us on social media, annoy us by email. Thanks. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.